are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it is only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, and I'm glad to have you back. And thanks for keeping on keeping on with us here at Locked On Spurs. It's been quite the tough time. If you're a Spurs fan, I know you are, you know, a lot more L's than W's of late. Uh, recently, the uh, Spurs lost to Sacramento, and you th- thought it'd be a little competitive. You know, the teams are kind of sort of evenly matched, but no, the uh, Kings just uh, walloped San Antonio it was it was pretty it was pretty ugly. One thirty-two to one fifteen, and this is, I believe, another loss on their nine-game homestand. They only won one. They just were on a nine-game losing streak. They broke it, and then here we go again. So we're going to be discussing what is ailing the Spurs. In other words, WTF Spurs? What is going on with San Antonio right now? Why are they picking up more losses than wins? Just what is going on? And also, we're going to preview quickly. Tonight's round two matchup, Spurs and Kings. To do that and more, I am joined by my good friend, Casey Vieira. And Casey, I, I, look, I try my base, my best excuse me, to not suck you into the nerdville, but I'm going to have to ask you a very important question right now because okay. today is the debut of Godzilla versus Kong. Are you, team, are you team Kong or team Godzilla? I just want a good-hearted, friendly, clean fight. That's what oh, I. Oh, you ain't gonna get. You ain't gonna get a clean fight. I tell you that much. It's, it ain't gonna be. A clean I just want to see a nice, you know, a nice clean fight. No dirty jabs here and there. Nothing below the belt. Just two competitors going at it. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Well. You, well. If you want a clean <laughs> fight, Casey, you're not gonna get it because if you've seen the previews, Kong is bringing in a weapon into the I ring. I saw it, and, he, and, he, yeah. and he, he he sent the nuclear breath right back into uh yeah in the Godzilla's grill. It's yep. the only way he's going to compete, man. Yeah, gotta, well, I'm, gotta, I'm team Godzilla. Dirty. I'm team Godzilla yeah. into tonight's okay. uh, super heavyweight fight. It's for the course, it's for the title. It's, of course, it's front t- running again. Front running again. <laughs> hey, this is the super heavyweight title on the line. You got that young buck uh, Kong challenging him for the title of the King of the Monsters, but um, enough of that. You know, I'm trying to bring this up because we're about to dive into some pretty ugly stuff right now regarding the Spurs. Uglier so, than the aftermath of Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, I'm hoping for a good fight. All I want is just a good fight. That's all I want. And I hope we get a clear winner because I don't know if you know the history of Godzilla and, and Kong fights in the old days. They, they never had a clear winner. They always left the right. air and they let... Or they bring in like a third party that they yeah, have to they bring drop their differences party. and fight. Exactly. Yeah. I just want a definitive winner finally. Who is the king of the monsters? So right now, the title belongs to Godzilla. Uh, if you are you saw the movie already, because it's already been out, uh, don't spoil it for us because we want to see the outcome. All right. Enough of that nerd talk. Let's dive into some Spurs talk. I don't know, Casey, maybe they want to hear some nerd talk right now. I don't considering know. Yeah. That might, might the Spurs, be their reprieve. Yeah, considering the way the Spurs are playing uh, of late. Let's go to dive into this. Look, you know, what was supposed to be an easy, cushy, quote-unquote, you know, nine-game homestand for San Antonio, it's all been not. Uh, losing to the Hornets, losing to the Kings, 
you pick up a game versus the Bulls. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it, it's not been good for San Antonio. Defense is slipping, offensive slipping. I mean, you pick a spot on the court, it's been ugly. You, you, what do you think is going on with this team? What is ailing the Spurs right now? There's many ways that I feel like that you can go at it and look at it right now. Uh, if you're kind of the glass half full type, you're saying this is what we kind of expected. We knew that this is a middle of the road, above 500 team in all likelihood at the start of the year, or not through the, not at the start of the year, but after seeing them play in the early portion of the season, you're, you're thinking, all right, well, they're playing well. They're going to be in all likelihood closer to 500, better than expectations, but closer to 500. So you ride those highs that we've seen, beating on the bad teams, and then all of a sudden you get the good teams coming here and also just conveniently enough happen to be in San Antonio and they show that they've kind of leveled off a little bit. And you have that side of things and you're just kind of playing the averages argument a little bit. Like, hey, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, it's going to happen. Then there's the COVID aspect of it. Right. They haven't looked the same since all of it went down. And, and I think that honestly is a big contributing factor to it. And I think on top of that, maybe one of the bigger ones kind of that we've not really discussed is the fact that I don't want to say exposed is a little strong, but there's a lot of aspects of this game right now of this Spurs team that were working early in the season and are not exactly working right now. The defense for a good part of the year was closer to that top 10 to 15 mark. Something's been figured out right there. Keldon Johnson's hit a little bit of a wall. He's slowed mm -hmm. down a bit. So it's a lot of things in that regard that are just kind of adding up what we think are little things. They're just kind of adding up here and there and here and there. And the next thing right. you know, you're at a stretch where you lose four or three of your first three of mm -hmm. three straight home games, four of five on the homestand and five of six overall. Yeah, right. I did yeah. that math correctly. You yeah, did it. You, yeah, hit, hit, it nail, you hit it on the yeah. head. <laughs> when, when I look at this team, right now going through the struggles right now it, it just looks like they're not communicating well that they're not bringing their defense now we saw for the most part of the season that their defense was rounding into shape i mean remember there was a period of time where the spurs had one of the top defenses in the league i mean they were i mean they held a couple of teams to under 100 points during that road trip which i which is pretty much almost inconceivable in today's NBA world, but they did mm -hmm. that. And lately you've been seeing a slippage. Now I think it's part and parcel to two things. One, the schedule, the schedule is just, it's, it's ugly right now. It's, it's, they're playing every other day. And if that's not bad enough, you can throw in a few back to backs and they, Casey, they still have more than a handful. I think they have like six or, or five left back to back sets. Oh, and by the yeah. way, the schedule doesn't get easier because once they're done with this homestand, they got, you know, some team named the Denver Nuggets in a home 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 series in Denver. So, you know, it's not going to get any, they still got to play the, got the Mavericks right around then too. Yeah, I think the Mavericks is a, is part of a back to back, right? Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking the, the Mavericks, but my point is, is that their schedule gets rough. They still have a date with the Nets, you know, LMA, they're going to, they're going to have their reunion in Brooklyn. They're going to have a lot of top heavy teams ahead for them. 
And that's what's upsetting me the most right now is that they're not taking advantage of this homestand right now because on paper, these are the teams they're supposed to beat. Your Hornets, your Kings. Um, I think I, I believe they have the Cavs coming up soon at home. Um, yeah. You know, I can't even Later trust that, close yeah, out the homestand. Yeah. Right. I can't even trust that they're going to beat them. I can't. I don't no. know what team I'm going to get. You know, and, and you look at some of the numbers. The one thing that's glaring right now is their three-point defense. In five of their last six games, Casey, opponents are hitting 12 or more three-point shots on San Antonio. The one time they got the W was against the Bulls Mm -hmm. when the Bulls couldn't connect from a three-point line. They were under 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, The three-point defense is horrific. The spacing that they're allowing these teams to get clean looks is, is bad. Derek White mentioned it too after the loss to the Kings in game one of this series saying, you know, we gave them too many good, good looks and they made them. Uh, you would think that, okay, maybe that happens one game, two games. Okay, fine. You, you guys, you know, you know what you got to do. Just run them off the three point line. I'm no math genius, but I think if you run them off the three point line, that's one less point you got to worry about. So, um, they can't even do that. And you know, the little things like that, just run them off the three-point line, communicate with each other. You're not seeing that right now. You're starting to see frustration set in as well. DeJounte Murray, after the loss to the Kings, visibly upset. You know, I, I mm-hmm. get it. He's a competitor, but, you know, he threw out some uh, little cuss words here and there, talking with the media, saying that the team is just isn't communicating uh, well enough right now. Uh, they blamed it on schematics as to why he only had yeah. two points in the second half. Uh, he said they didn't call my number enough. <laughs> well... Yeah, that's for a whole other show right there <laughs> on, on the, the new age spurs that we're seeing develop right now. But speaking of development. It's time to hand out the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Before we do that, I want to talk about Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. At 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it is the perfect adult beverage for you. And you need to stock up right now. Enjoy, create success. Be part of that success with Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't at the end of the game, it's the whole game. And as always, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Once again, Michelob Ultra. Now, who is the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week right here on Locked On Spurs other than, gotta give it to DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray had 21 points in the first half versus the Kings in their first meeting in that home-home series. And he continues to be one of the shining bright spots for the Spurs this season. Not only is his points up, his rebounds are up, his assists are up. He's slowly becoming that vocal leader for San Antonio, really taking losses hard, showing it that he just wants to win. He is the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And once again, Michelob Ultra, thank you for being a sponsor of Locked On Spurs. Casey, do you, should we still give this team a pass? Should we still say, you know what? But I thought it was a development season. This is what we wanted. Remember in the offseason, the bubble? Hey, if next season they go with a youth movement, it's okay if they mess up. It's okay they don't close out on three-point shooters because they're developing. What happened to that train of thought? <laughs> it's a lot, e- a lot easier to start placing blame when you start winning at the start of the season and the <laughs> bar is raised a little bit higher, right? Right. Uh, I... Yes, I yes and no, um, as it comes to that argument. Yes, from the standpoint of these are still largely, this is still 
largely for the most part what we expected. Little things, uh, these stretches like this that pop up where basketball just looks ugly. And we knew that. So many of many, many of uh, or many parts of this argument, I guess you could say you can relate back to that because they're pretty much are what we thought they were. This is yeah, pretty much we're expecting. Yeah, but then on the other looks- side, though, I mean, when you already see that they're overachieving and then they hit a rut again, it's like it, it, it's like, all right, so what's going on now? You saw we've already seen that you can play above this while suddenly regressing. I think it mm-hmm. might be different, though, if you see the struggles first compared mm-hmm. to the success. Maybe that's kind of what I'm getting at. Maybe that's why that feels different. Like we were talking before we started here. And last year when they had that was seven, eight game losing streak, when they went out to the East coast, they weren't pressing as much as they are now. No, right? not at all. No. And, and no. you look, you look at some of the numbers right now, just looking at what San Antonio has been doing uh, in the last couple of weeks. So we're going to go to our uh, cleaning the glass uh, source here. So yeah, it's bad. So basically <laughs> cleaning the glass has the, has the Spurs ranked 25th in the NBA in the last two weeks, mind you. As far as points allowed per 100 possessions, that's 115. So I mean, when you give up 133 times this month, yeah, that's not going to help the cause. Not going to happen. Yeah, so they're ranked 25th overall and giving up about 115 points per game per 100 positions positions played. Excuse me. Their offense is it's still okay, but it's definitely slipping. Um, They are ranked 15th in the last two weeks, according to Clean the Glass and scoring 110.6 points per 100 possessions. So you could do the math there. They're basically getting outscored. Um, their differential also is ranked 25th overall in the NBA in the last two weeks, according to Clean the Glass, at a minus 4.7. So you're, you're overall, you're just seeing uh, the optics and the numbers reflecting that this Spurs team is in a rut. Now, mm-hmm. I'm okay with this because I think there will be a moment in time down the road, whether this team stays together or not. But I believe maybe as soon as next year, we'll look back at this season and be like, whoo, aren't we glad we let these kids play? Cause now look at them. I think that is still down the road, Casey. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be too optimistic. Am I <laughs> trying to put a silver lining in this rut they're seeing? Because no, if, if well, you wanted them to develop, well, here you go. And they're going right. to learn, you know, and maybe right. it'll pay off next season. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the thing that's bothersome a little bit, though, is that it's kind of the way that they're losing. And in a lot of these games, it just it feels like during during this stretch, at least it feels like there's just been kind of a. a a lack of competitiveness or, or just that like a, like a body language thing, they look fatigued. And, and that was something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, right? They just look yeah. tired and may, whether it's the COVID, whether things like that, it, it's just aspects where if you're not competing, that narrative kind of changes. And yeah, I mean, you are, you should be able to find a silver lining out of something like this, really any kind of adversity like that. It does know callous you a little bit more but for me i think yeah what you said that's kind of the inevitable but i'm 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 a little more on the concern side of things just because that that atmosphere that kind of mood you can tell you know we're not in the locker room obviously we just look at them through the zooms this year but still you can see it 
You can mm-hmm. see you can see them pressing. You can see these guys on their face. You can see it. It's one thing to, to determine that in the locker room when you're there. But if you can literally see it through your TV, that's how you know that something might be up. And I think right now something might be up. Um, I look at this team and I say, you know what? There is no alpha. There is no guy that's going to grab him by the collar, the collective collar, and be like, you know what, guys? You know, shake out of this. Now, I think DeJounte is trying to do that. I see him, you know, talking uh, with us after the game saying, you know, we have to be better at communicating. We have to be better on the pick and roll defense. And I think that's good. But you look at what Pop has had in past teams, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, um, Manu and Tony. I'm not going to throw Kawhi in there because we all know he really wasn't that vocal leader in San Antonio, but he just led by example. Um but he had those type of uh, players on the roster. We don't see that this year. We thought it'd be Derek White, but he's having some struggles, but he's, he's breaking out of that of late, playing more mm-hmm. like the Derek White we've seen. I think DeJounte's trying to do that. You know, I mean, Patty, maybe he's trying to do that, but again, it's not at that level. And you put that all together and you're looking at a, a team that is just searching for some sort of leadership stability. Mm-hmm. I, I, Am I reaching too much with this leadership idea? No, not at all. Not at all. And I think it, it does mainly go hand in hand with the fact that there's no true alpha on this team right now. And I think a lot of us are kind of uh, maybe, yeah, I, I'll throw me in the us category is that I think people we're expecting somebody to kind of uh, kind of have that kind of voice, that kind of role, both from a, mm-hmm. from example and vocal standpoint. And a lot of it was just pretty much fingers pointing at DeJounte saying, all right, well, you're the guy, you're right. the guy like this, this is, you're the one we're going to be banking on to do that. And yeah, for the most part with him, it's been largely good more so than bad, but it's not one of those things where you see him and it's like, okay, this is our guy. You know what I mean? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's played well, but he hasn't separated himself as essentially the, the true alpha of the squad right now. And I think a lot of people, a lot of Spurs fans are kind of coming to that realization and they're uh, with, with this season and, and over this past two week stretch watching this team struggle is that hey i mean they are what they are mm-hmm. you can be optimistic good it's it's good to be optimistic about you know if, if you're a fan if you're rooting for the team but what we're seeing right now in all likelihood for most of these guys is probably what we should be expecting mm-hmm. good role you know good solid rotational guys but none of them strike you as an all-star except maybe Dejounte. That's right. right right now, perhaps Keldon down the road, but I think it's too early to, uh, for, for at least for me, to be coining Keldon with any labels. I mean, Derek White, he's looking like a solid rotational guy. He's regressed, but COVID and the injuries have, have gotten the way. And I think right now, they, like you said, they have no established guy, no established alpha that you can really identify as that. Mm-hmm. And until that is the case... I think you're going to have a lot of people feeling the same way that they feel right now.
We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it's Built Bar Madness. You want to go to BuiltBar.com right now to see what the matchup is today. From flavors such as Churro Puff, Coconut Almond, Basic Peanut Butter, all flavors are fighting it out right now during Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. When you do that, use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup over at BuiltBar.com, which flavor will become the best tasting protein bar. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but you got college, basketball, the NBA, the NHL, they're in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds on props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's basically the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on out to the website right now, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. In other words, you're getting some of your money back. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code LOCKEDON. You know, I, I'm of the opinion that I think this is the, what all teams go through. I mean, most mm-hmm. teams, unless you're stacked like with a team by the name of LeBron James or Anthony Davis, even with them, you know, they, they went through some struggles with yeah. uh, James and Davis on the court. There was that moment. Um, you, you've seen other top uh, teams in the league go through their ruts. I mean, Milwaukee, I mean, they didn't really have the greatest start to their season, but, you know, they came no. along. So, Miami. Miami as well. Miami said a few. Miami said a few. They started off slow, right. got hot, yeah, then so went they, slow again, and then they picked up a win in uh, in New yeah. York the other night. So yeah, to you, kind you of have your, your, your point. Yeah, yeah, you have your few teams that are remaining hot, like your Jazz or your, I guess your Denver. But mm-hmm. look at Dallas. Dallas, you know, I in my opinion, I think they're below expectations right now. I thought they'd be up there with I Utah yeah. and, and the Lakers, and they're not. So part of me thinks like, look, all teams go through this. This is natural. You just hope that they'll snap out of it. And that leads us to the big mm-hmm. question is, is this something temporary or is this a something that Spurs fans to, to look at and be like, you know what? This is a larger problem that we're going to see develop as the season goes on. No, I think it's temporary. I think it's cautionary. I think it's temporary, but I don't think it's bad enough that this thing is going to spiral out of control. Um, spiral out of, out of control to the point that they're going to miss the playoffs or miss the play-in or anything like that. I don't like you know it, it's it's exactly what you said. Every team goes through this. Every every team they have those peaks and the valleys of a of a full eighty-two or I guess in this case seventy-two game season, and that's and that's what the Spurs are going through right now. Unfortunately for them, though, it's happening in a situation in games where they're favorites. Where they don't have to go anywhere aside from to work and back home again, and they're doing it for nine straight day or nine straight games, and when it's happening in the favorable part of your of your calendar, of your schedule, uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think it's fair, it's reasonable to be worried right now. I do, but is it the end? Is this thing in a spiral out of control and miss the playoffs? No, I don't. I don't think so. No. Well, you know, a part of me thinks that. As far as getting at least the sixth seed, that may be starting to look dimmer and dimmer. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah and I'm saying sixty because because yeah. that's that's the seed that you want to avoid all that mess, right? Or is it the seven? No, it's right. the six seed. Yeah, no, it's the, the six. six seed. Yeah. yeah. If you fall seven through ten, then you got to deal with all that rigmarole of the play in. Uh, Good word. Good word. You know where I learned that? I learned that in uh, in my time when I was living in Michigan. Michiganders, they use that word a lot. Michiganders. Yes. Rigmarole. You know how uh, in, in New York it's forget about it or use guys, that kind of stuff. In Michigan, <laughs> yeah. they, they say they say rigmarole a lot. And that's right. Picked the it up. Rigmarole. Yeah. They go rigmarole, rigmarole. Um, but anyway, uh, you look that's at their schedule. You look at their schedule ahead, just at home. Tonight they got the Kings. We'll talk about the Kings in a bit. But you don't know if they'd be able to beat them. Okay, so then who do they host next? Atlanta, Trey Young, good John team. Collins, good team. Then they got Indiana at home, Sabonis, Brogdon. Then they wrap it up with Cleveland. Right. I look at those next four. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I right. mean, am I at that? Are we at that point now, Casey? What point? Where no. we can never look, we can't look at a calendar moving the calendar moving forward and be like, you know what? Yeah, that's that's a W. That's a W. I, you know, maybe earlier oh, in the no, season. No, I thought yeah, not there anymore. was. I thought there. Were, I felt that there was a point earlier in the season where we could do that. Like, oh, they're going up against um, Chicago. Yeah, they got that. No, they look. They right. Look, yeah, you know they they lose or or they beat them and that do an incredible rally. Oh, they're gonna right. they're gonna beat up Orlando. Orlando, who do they got? No, they lose to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's worrying me is that if we don't know what type of Spurs or team we're gonna get, imagine what the players are going through. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly, and and it's. The, the thing is a lot of those games that, that you're mentioning that, that you're saying uh, the days that you're circling, you know, the, the, the hypothetical days where you're looking at a calendar and, and like you said, like, Oh, that's a dub. That's a dub. That's a loss. That's a win. All those, all those games where you're saying, ah, yeah, that's a win. All you mentioned, they're gone. They're rapidly leaving and they're rapidly leaving the calendar and the Spurs aren't rapidly leaving with a win. And if, it, it's enough, enough to go back to the point of how concerned one should be mm-hmm. with what's going on is that those now you essentially you're working overtime because if you're going to try to make up ground in that spot, you have to play much better basketball. No kidding. Than, than you already are playing. Yeah. But you have to do it against the much tougher portion of your, of your calendar. Absolutely. And that's the spot that they're in. That's the spot that they're in right now. Not a good one, right? Ring an not, endorsement. Not a good one, but I'm holding out hope that they'll snap out of it because we've seen this team go through a four-game losing streak early in the season and only to go on some three- to four-game win streak. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. everything roses again. You know, Spurs fans are not jumping off the cliff. You know, we're not having these type of discussions. You know, watch. They'll go in a four-, three-, four-game win streak, and we'll be back, Casey, talking about how great they turned the corner. And then only yep. see them maybe drop another set of games. But again, this is what's going to happen in in a season where you have you rely on a lot of young players. You have minimal vets out there. You lost Lamarcus Aldridge for whatever he was. You know, he was still a veteran. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have the veterans, Demar, Rudy, and Patty. You know, Patty can only do so much. Demar, 
I know there's some Spurs fans thinking that he's not bringing his A game of late, but you know, he's still a viable weapon on that court. But again, he hasn't really been that guy. And you have Rudy Gay who, you know, bless him. He's trying his best off that bench, but he's starting to look less like the Rudy Gay we know in years past, little by little. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then you're, you're, you're telling all these young guys, you know, we forget that Kelton is just in his second season and he's still a kid. Right. He's just a kid. You don't believe me? Go right. look at what the Spurs put out of him playing tag with Lucas Ominich pregame or dancing and swiveling, swiveling his hips to salsa before the game. I mean, he's still a young guy. He's still having fun. And, right. um, you know, they, they still have some maturity to go through and they'll get there. And that's why I'm holding faith that even if this season turns out to be bad or, or they miss the playoffs or they make it and they get bounced again, I think we'll look back at the 2021 season and be like, you know what? I'm glad they got their chance to get out there because now look at them crossing mm-hmm. fingers as best I can. Any final thoughts <laughs> on what um, the what's ailing the Spurs before we take a quick look at tonight's uh, Spurs Kings game? Not anything we haven't already tried to figure out. <laughs> All right. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not sure right now, man. I'm just not sure. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, get away from that and talk about tonight's matchup, Spurs-Kings round two. As you already know, the Spurs got smacked up and down, punched in the face in um, the first meeting at home, 132-115, Kings with the W. You look at what happened there, and it's pretty much what, well, I'm going to just say, because it was the obvious, you know, three-point shooting. I mean, how many threes did the Kings make? I mean, seriously, 18 <laughs> knocked down 18 on the 1836 right yeah 18 three-pointers made for sacramento so obviously key number one is key on that three-point line don't let them get hot again you would think they learned the lesson against the jazz remember that game early in the season where the jazz dropped a billion on them i mean billing threes made. i mean <laughs> yeah i lost count another at one 130 point. game yeah yeah i lost I count 130 in that one yeah it was but, a lot just run them off the three-point line. Just that's it. Just run them off, or or extend them out, push them out, push them far out away from the three-point line, where the percentage of it going in uh, dro- drops dramatically. I don't care what they got to do. Run them off the three-point line. And oh, by the way, there's a guy by the name of Buddy Heald, right, Casey? You didn't want to? Yeah. They want to check him, huh? Hmm. Guy can shoot. Guys in the guys in the league for a reason. One of those guys I mean, who want to run off the three-point line. <laughs> I remember his days in Oklahoma uh, playing out there. Uh, Man, he was, was a deal, wasn't he? Jesus, was he? I, I mean, there was not a shot that he did not make in college, but you're seeing that now again uh, in the NBA. You, you know, here's another thing, too, that get, gets me in about tonight's game is I just want them to talk more. I don't care if they're talking and somebody burns them or if some if they're, they're communicating well and they get crossed up and you see them chatting with each other uh, after a play or up and down the court. I just want to see them be more vocal with each other because Murray said it before communicating white has saying it communicating Popovich has said it communication. Sometimes I think they try to play too much individual. I mean, we saw a period during this uh, losing streak where they were not passing the ball as much. Their assists dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me maybe maybe individually they're trying too much, Casey. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's it's some of the simple things that they're just not doing. I know, I know Pop kind of 
But then again, in this pop pop tends to speak very coach speak in this regard. Sometimes uh, mm-hmm. the idea that it, it's the the little things and the smaller aspect of the X and the nose that that maybe we're missing, but mm-hmm. the people inside that locker room, the players and the staff know that this is a much smaller fix and it's just right. merely an execution thing. Um, but it's, it's tough. It's tough. And, but if, if there's anything that, <clears throat> excuse me, if, if there's anything that's good about these, these home and homes, well, not really home and home, but, but these facing the same team in consecutive games is that that you, you get that sense of redemption. It's kind of like when you have the back to back, you got to go right back to work and you're not overthinking things. It's it's something there in that regard uh, for the Spurs to kind of go after. But it's going to look it's not going to look particularly great if if yeah. if things look the way it did last time. That's for sure. Yeah, when you have De'Aaron Fox drop 24 points, Rashawn Holmes 23 points and 12 rebounds, and of course we mentioned Buddy Heal 20 points. You know, you 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 were well over 60 points there that the Spurs gave up just the three king players. Not to mention all the other uh, intangible players that chipped in as well. Here's something too. I thought they did okay with Fox until that fourth quarter, and I yeah he got loose in that fourth. Yeah, yeah, he got loose in that fourth quarter, but for really three and a half quarters they felt like they largely kept him in check right i don't know if that could happen two games in a row but (laughs) well i I think it probably could happen yes i know in this team it would happen hey you real quick um again just let everybody know real fast this is being recorded before tonight's uh spurs kings game so there's a little caveat there but there's a good chance that new spur uh gorgie uh jang could play tonight and make his Spurs debut. I know Spurs fans are thrilled knowing that they got a big man that can play defense and shoot threes. That's what he told us when he made his media debut uh, for San Antonio. But if he does play, yes, he'll provide defense. And yeah, he'll probably knock down the occasional three. He, I think he averages about two makes this season. Um, is he really that X factor, differential X factor that's going to push this team into more well, W's you, and L's. If you look at Spurs Twitter, you think that this is this is the best big man coming through since since Duncan. <laughs> the hype, the love that he was getting on social this week, the Spurs Twitter itself, they put out their own little mixtape of him. And I'm like, wow, Gorgie Jang. Wow. Good good for you, man. Good for you getting this. Is it love. that kind of season already? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's definitely a different season, but it's Listen, he does he does a few things that they're lacking and, and a few things that they could use some help with, which is extending the floor as a big man, which is part of the reason Aldridge played as well as he did last year, his ability to space that floor at the five spot. And he's a better defender than Aldridge at, at, at this point. I mean, isn't that career. already a plus already? Isn't that? that right. Right, and that that's that's already the big thing because Aldridge gave was essentially a black hole on the defensive end. Right, and if you could just get some sort of positivity out that average, that's a win. So ultimately, I don't, I'm not particularly sure how how large of an impact it's going to be, but it's something right now. What does it's he give something. you? Three wins the rest of the way? Three oh, more wins? No. Or am I being generous? One. one. I think he gives one. you more than one. 
This Gorgie Jang, man. It's just, this is a guy who's the 10th, essentially but the putting ninth, him in this Spurs system. Well, hang on. I'm still stuck. Spurs in. System I'm, right I'm still, I'm Spurs still system of, right now. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Spurs system has their three games over 500 right now. So I think we got to like temper the Spurs. I know, I know it's fun to say and everything because it's largely worked but Spurs system right now has them at three games over 500 so it's not gonna like he's showing up here for the team that's 20 over top in the west mm-hmm. so to say the Spurs system right now I don't know but hey I, I mean if you're high on Gorgie Jenner you're high you're okay high well, what was, what was your initial reaction when they they announced he's uh, a spur were you Eh, you know, or you're more like, oh, you know what? This is going to be a good move because I, but that was my reaction. My reaction was more like, this is a Spursy move that one guy that's going to help them down the road. This was not a, oh my God, they picked up him. I wasn't that reaction. I was like, this is a solid move. That's all I thought. Yeah, more, more so the first, sir, I guess more so kind of in the middle of the two there. I saw he signed. I was like, eh, okay, cool. It's better than Aldridge, probably, but. Saying a guy who's going to shake the landscape of the West, but they'll give you some probably better minutes at that five spot. Do some right. things Aldridge hadn't been doing. Yeah, I that was my, to... uh, my initial reaction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, sorry but... if that was a little underwhelming for you. <laughs> well, listen. Um, hopefully, the Spurs will rebound after getting thumped by Sacramento a oh, couple nights ago and um, get back on the winning track. Because right now they definitely hit a uh, snag in their schedule. The good news is there's plenty of games left. You just hope that they have plenty left in the tank. Because as we noted, and you know, Casey knows, everybody knows, Spurs have one of the toughest schedules in the league. Second half schedule, that is. I think it is the toughest. So hopefully they can weather the storm and uh, get on the right track. But we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think is ailing San Antonio? Do you think it's players? Do you think it's rotations? Is this something that Casey and I didn't even bring up? We need to know. And how do you see tonight's Spurs Kings round two going down? Uh, Casey, tell everybody how they can chat with you and what is going on with Vieira's and SA. Oh, got a new episode out tomorrow. Got a good one talking about all of our travel stories of the past. Got a good one from when we were, uh, in Cancun a few years ago. So new video out tomorrow. Viera's NSA. Check us out on YouTube. Follow us uh, where Instagram as well. Viera's NSA. And follow me on Twitter at Casey underscore Viera. Easy enough. Make sure to follow Casey right now. And also let him know uh, who you pick, Godzilla or Kong. But if you saw the movie, don't spoil it for him. Don't. Unless you don't care about spoilers. No, I plan. I plan on watching that movie. I plan on checking it out. Only problem is I don't have HBO Max, so well, I'm gonna have to have a friend who who I can borrow it from. <laughs> well, it, it debuts technically. Well, it debuted uh, at three a.m. today. So oh, I'm surprised I did not stay up that late to watch it because I am. A what do you nerd. think is gonna be? What do you think is gonna be a bigger mess, the movie or the game tonight? And with that note, I. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, you have to go into that movie. That movie's going to be fun. You can't expect expect a, a world beater of a plot. You're you're looking at two yeah. massive beings beating all the whole hell out see. of each other. That's all That's I want to see. Care about. That's all I'm I not, care about. Yeah. I just want to see not, two right. Titans beating the you know what out of each other. That's mm-hmm. all I want to see. 
I'm not there I for Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not waiting for Scorsese to put some right. masterpiece on there. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm, expecting I'm this. To see, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see King Kong just take the top of the Empire State Building and bash <laughs> Godzilla over the face with it or some, something insane <laughs> like that. I yeah, don't care I, what's going on in the plot. Do anything else. Yeah, I'm it not here be, to, it s- to be a show like Shit's Creek in the or, or the plot. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. You know, yeah, something I'm- totally unrelated. I'm not waiting. Uh, I'm not going to be afterwards like, oh, this is Oscar worthy. I'm not. I, I don't want to say that. I just want to see two Titans beat the you know what out of each other and get a clear win. What? Where? Where? Uh, do you know? What do you mean? Like, oh, like where they fight? Uh, it's a little mix. If you've seen the previews, it's it's on land. It's on water. It's in a big city. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's I think they're going with the tried and true Japan, Tokyo. So. Are they? Because the Godzilla sense. movies, the God mo- Godzilla movies have been taking place in Cali, right? Wasn't it I San Francisco? You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The um, right? Yeah. The recent Godzilla movies are in are featured in California. I think this one shifts right. to uh, Japan. Maybe that gives it away. Maybe we should just. I was gonna. Uh, say. Yeah. Maybe we should just. Is that home right field now. advantage for Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 home field advantage right there. All right, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the movie and hopefully you enjoyed tonight's Spurs game and hopefully you get a big smile because they got a W instead of a loss. Uh, make sure to check out Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, whether it be a Stitcher, iTunes, pick a platform. It's always there for you to download and subscribe today. And speaking of today, have you heard of Lockdown Today? Well, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Uh, well, it updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Make sure to do that now because the NBA is starting to get heated with the Brooklyn Nets stockpiling weapons left and right. Then the Lakers and the Clippers is going to get good. And your Spurs, hopefully they'll be in the mix in the Western Conference. And uh, again, make sure to uh, follow Casey at KC underscore Vieira and Vieira's an essay. So for KC Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.